What's going on, everyone? This is Mike Sleater with the My Two Life podcast, powered by MXOR. I'm here solo today, flying solo in uh, the MXOR headquarters. The team members of mine are busy writing copy, building bikes, and this is a special themed uh, episode, kind of recapping Wreckers the Checkers, episode one of season two. And wow, what a what a monument monumental time for uh, our team here at MXOR. We uh, Kind of got lucky with that first season. I think everyone was really stoked on what we did, and we had three bikes with uh, <clears throat> that went absolutely viral. Three mechanics that um, became real popular, and that all those funds from those bikes went to uh, three uh, very uh, important clubs across Australia. So, I got to give it up to the ones who make this podcast possible. Before we dive into it, first of all, let's give it up to MX Store, the ones who give us a platform for the My Two Life podcast. MX Stores Australia is home for the largest range of dirt bikes, parts, and accessories online. Man, it's it's just what a place to work, what a place to be a part of. Um, it's just it's incredible. If you make sure you go check it out, mxstore.com.au to your parts before your weekend of riding or racing. Um, and of course, Muckoff and Motorx—they're big part of Wreckers the Checkers season two. I uh, you know used Motorx for a lot of years in my KTM days, but never was able to get my hands on muck off and what a product line there you know what's really cool is if you know me you know this podcast i basically froth all things two wheels from moto to mountain bike and muck off came through the uh into the moto scene through mountain biking they're a big company out of england and man they have some bright pink branding some cool top athletes and product that speaks for itself um we're using it all across the record of the checker series building these absolute rod box of bikes Took a lot to clean them up. We use muck off product all across, all all along the way. Um, well, we've only been one weekend, right? So we've been using it along the way to get these bikes cleaned up. And man, I, I couldn't be more stoked on it. So if you haven't checked out muck off product before, I reckon I recommend you checking it out. It's a great product, great brand. Um, some serious athletes like Justin Brayton, Club MX. Um, top mountain bike athletes across the world as well. So check it out, Muckoff here, available at mxstore.com.au. MotorX, you know, proud sponsors of the KTM World Factory Red Bull Racing Program. Um, yeah, they're, they're, it's a brand that's known. They're, they're heavy, they hustle, they have great product, wide, wide range of product from two-stroke to four-stroke. They just launched, I think, their new Spray and Shine product, MC1, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Great product, the Green Motor X here in Australia, um, globally. Comes stock in all KTM, Gas Gas, Husqvarna product. Um, I don't think any of those bikes will be putting bad oil in their, their units. So check out Motor X as well, um, your local KTM dealer if you're in the States. And uh, here in Australia, of course, mxstore.com.au. Check it out. Uh, Rhino Power. Uh, that product, um, I use it daily. I use it weekly. Um, I race with it. I ride with it. Um, my wife's big part of the brand here in Oz, so she lets me get a hookup, and she wants to give a hookup to you with Sleater 15 for 15% off Rhino Power. Man, I've been ha- a busy guy, having a lot of fun before we have baby number three on the way, and from racing the Noosa Classic to Coulomb to the Rocky Trail, West Mount Cotton Enduro, I've kind of burned the candle at both ends, so I rely on that Gladiator in pre-race to kind of keep me going, so... 
Also, top athletes like Hunter Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, Aaron Gwynn, to name a few, using Rhino Power. So if you're not using Rhino Power, you're not charging life, as Rhino would say. And if you'd like some good comedy, check out Rhino. He's probably doing some hippie stuff on his Instagram, you know, praying to the gods, doing cool stuff. I mean, he's fighting time. I don't know if there's time-fighting pills from Rhino Power yet, but if there is, you better get some. Um, yeah, speaking of myself, like I said um Rhino Power, it's been keeping me going. I've been busy. I've been very fortunate to be able to be on two wheels a lot these last couple weekends. Um, been selfish. Unfortunately, my young, my oldest son, who loves the moto, broke his foot, and uh, I've been being able to be selfish with my time and you know not having to have him, not being able to stand behind him watching him race. So it's been, it's been good. Guy Shooter just walked into the office. He's uh, the man behind Wreckers, the Checkers. He's going to sneak out of here, go home to his family as I'm talking about my family. But, yeah, um, Mason broke his foot. He's in the vicular bone in his foot, and he's put him out a couple weeks. So I got, like I said, to do the Noosa Classic 160K, which is a century for my American friends and fam that are listening. It's 100 miles. Um, Wow, that was a big day. Noosa Classic's a, a massive one. It's... It's a lot of undulating climbs, um, a great charity that goes along with that event. Um, I did a blog on that event um, on mytourlife.com, so if you want to know more about it, go check it out. But it's been a while since I've done a century on a roadie, and really the biggest part about it is nutrition, making sure your nutrition is right, making sure your hydration is right, and you know balancing your, your power output in your legs to make sure you can make make it the whole route um and and mileage at the end of the day i didn't know how my body would feel throughout that ride and i didn't know who i'd ride with it was my first century that i haven't been conned into um being able to go with friends um kind of encouraging me to go or uh, holding me accountable so going to a ride like that takes a lot of accountability see you later nudge Nige, the famous wreckers and checkers builders out the building. But um, anyways, yeah, going back to the classic. New to me, new to me route. Never rode it. Didn't know what to expect. I knew it was 2,500 meters of climbing, which is roughly 4,500 feet. Not a ton of climbing, so I knew it was going to be just undulating, punchy climbs. And I didn't really know where I'd fit in with the group. Didn't know anyone I was riding with. So quickly. Uh, I found my my rhythm of sorts with a group of guys that live here on the Gold Coast. Got to meet them on the ride, and I have to say that was probably the best part about that experience for me. The the, the views were amazing. It was my first time in the Noosa. The roads were incredibly good. The route was good. The aid stations were good. Everything about the actual ride was amazing. Um, But the fact that I got a little uncomfortable, you know, with meeting new people and and not just riding in my same group and and really taking it in that was something that i i look back on why haven't i done that before why haven't i just gone to an event on my own and and ventured out and been been vulnerable and and anyone that's listening that would like to go do a ride and a little worried about who they'll meet or who their who their speed is to ride with i encourage you just to sack up or Put the skirt on, hike it up, and, and go out there and have a ride and, and, and go to that event that you've been longing for because I had a great time, met some great people, challenged myself. 
because I just wanted to hang into this group of like eight guys that were really strong. And I kind of just got towed in, and it was fun. We had a camaraderie of, of one thing that day, and that was pain, suffering, and riding my bike. So, like I said, I encourage you if you are um, wanting to do a Grand Fondo of sorts, any mileage, go do it. Don't You don't need four or five friends or your posse or your group to go do it. You'll meet some new people. You'll have a story like I did. Or, and um, like I said, it's, it's, it's a fun thing coming across the finish line knowing that you know, you had to think between your ears and, and, and drive yourself to go do it. And I left that day completely fulfilled, laid down on the beach in Noosa and my wife and two kids and just soaked it up, soaked in the sun and some very sore legs, but at a tremendous time. I'd like to thank Todd Hickling from Fox for kind of, at Fox Australia for setting that up for me. Got to meet the SRAM guys. They tuned my bike up. SRAM Australia, thank you for tuning that bike up before the ride, making sure it was, it was good. That's a... Uh, a long ride. I encourage everyone, if you're going to do a ride like that, invest the money, the time, make sure your bike's tuned up. And if you're driving a long way and you have a uh, battery-powered derailleur, take the derailleur off before you go because your derailleur will battery will run because it senses it's moving. So if you're going to ride for five hours, um, you want to make sure your derailleur battery is fully charged. So if you're going to travel far to the ride, take it off, put it in your bike bag, and of course remember to put it on. But other than that, I recommend the Noosa Classic if you're in, ever up in the <coughs> Queensland area. Noosa, beautiful, one of the most beautiful towns I've ever seen. Kind of like a Laguna Beach-esque, but better. Um, and yeah, that was cool. Um, from Noosa Classic, we had a week back in the office. And uh, I set my eyes on racing Coulomb, the national. Um, they had a vet race there going on. It was a 30 and 40 class. And... I had a cool idea. My buddy Dylan O'Keefe, who's also part of Wreckers of Checkers, who works alongside me every day, uh, he went up and helped me out on the wrenches. Um, but we thought, how cool would it be to wear different color gear or different brand gear every every time I hit the track? So on the weekend, I wore a Thor with Alpine Star boots, Alpine Star helmet. I wore F, um, F, uh, Fox head to toe. Um, and then I or actually over Fox pants, jersey, boots, helmets, 100% goggles, 100% gloves. It all matched really cool flow orange. Then the final mode I wore fly head to toe. So I had to, I'm sorry, I wore Alpine Star boots with that. But it was fun. I've never experienced that and being able to be part of, of a company that allows me to try different gear to give a um, very honest opinion and and not be married to one brand i'm a very brand loyal person so being able to try different gear each moto um and have a different look is something you know that's different for me i enjoy um being very brand loyal having a certain look but like i said something new something fresh um i think my favorite of the day surprisingly um fit wise was the fly gear the fly gear fit and function was the best for me um it was it performed so well the boa um it worked absolutely amazing um it but as far as aesthetics man it's hard to beat fox like i was wearing the 360 pant the jersey was a medium because a sample i'm a large um so i can't really give it a fair shake but the the fly gear performed so if you haven't worn any fly gear and you're thinking about it, the performance of all the fly apparel is so good. 
Um, and in the, in the Thor gear, it wasn't. It was like their mid range, so it wasn't a comparable platform from a range perspective. But the Thor gear was really was uh, looked good. The teal gray. I've seen um, old man Brian Deegan wearing it. It's it's a good looking set of gear with Alpine's their helmet. Um, yeah, so Thor, Fox, Fly, Fly outperformed them all. Aesthetically, I loved the Fox. I thought it looked cool. I'm you know a fashionista of such maybe, but the Thor gear um, also had a clean look. Not even poppy. From the from the eye, but the uh, Alpine Star boots and then CD boots, different types, man. I think the CD is the most protective boot in the market. It wears the best, I think. But the Alpine Star boot has a little more comfort, a little bit more mobility. I um, mean, it, it it fits. It's a wider footprint. Um, I wouldn't say I'd choose one or the other when it came to the boots on the day. I I equally love both for their obvious reasons. Um, First time wearing or the first time racing in a fox helmet, thought it was good. Nothing stood out bad or otherwise, but I spent a lot of time in the Alpine Star helmet that I married up with the Thor gear, um, and it it was uh, I, I like that helmet. Yeah, I just did a review on that on my tool on the on the blog mytoollive.com. So check it out on the SM10. Really cool helmet. Some features and benefits that I, you know, you probably weren't aware of. So check out that read. It's a, it's a really cool read on on my blog of what that is. And the Fly helmet, most underrated, I think. You know, Fly makes a great product, head to toe. That 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 uh, Fly helmet has a lot of safety features as well. So check it out as well. Once again, all this available at mxstore.com.au. And thanks for the companies for being cool. Let me just run different gear. You know, I'm not sponsored by anyone anymore. So I'm just running gear that I want to try, and, and it's it's a fun feeling. Um, when it comes to the racing, they split the gates 30-40. I'm old as shit, 42. I started second gate, but if you combine all the guys, there was almost full grid, 40 guys of in the vet class at Coulomb. Coulomb is a sand track in southeast Queensland, and it is rough. It's a very pretty small area. Um, lap times roughly... Let's say 155 to 210, depending on what class. And it is gnarly. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough to walk away with the win. Didn't realize it was the national championship, but it was a one-race national championship. So I can add the Australia, an Australia national championship to my title, to my trophy case, along with the World Vets. Um, and man, it just goes to show you, I'm definitely more refined. <laughs> As a rider in the vet class, I've weathered the storm. I've outlasted guys that are way faster than me. Um, the 30 class, I caught. I was would have had a good battle. Um, I would have probably been second outright in that. In the, if you counted everyone, the guy that won had a big crash second moto, so I could have possibly won the overall if we were lined up. But I think I caught up to the top five each moto from the second gate. So that was pretty cool. Um, I rode hard. I tested myself. My, Like I said, Dylan O'Keefe was on the wrenches. Um, my brother-in-law, Luke Reardon, was on the pit board talking shit to me. I had a great time. Um, the pro class, wow. The feature races, the main day. Before I get into the main day of the guys, let's talk about the gals. And um, uh, I, I said it on the another uh, news channel, but... What can I say about Charlie Cannon? She is an absolute weapon. Yamalu Yamaha Racing's Charlie Cannon, 
blonde, blonde hair, blue eyed girl that just absolutely shreds. Fastest woman I've ever seen. The strongest looking on a bike. And she's recently headed over to Turkey to do her first MXGP. I cannot wait to see um, how she performs there. Um, look out for Charlie Cannon as she wrapped up the title in Australia. Wilson Todd wrapped up the <clears throat> MX2 title here in Australia the weekend before at the Queensland Motor Park. So he moved up to the 450 class at, or MX1 class at Coulomb for the last round. He was incredibly fast the first moto. But ultimately, it was the battle between Dean Ferris and Luke. I'm sorry, Dean Ferris and Aaron Tanti from CDR Yamaha. Dean Ferris on the Pinwright Honda. His last race is a pro career. He's formal retirement, not not from an injury, but you know, like the first go around, he's doing it on his terms. Dean Ferris, a fellow Triple One rider, beautiful to watch. So dedicated, so focused. Amazing rider, an amazing career. Went out there. 24 points behind, hoping for a miracle, but it didn't happen. Aaron Tanti came through with the title. Aaron's a great kid. I get to road bike with him. I mountain bike with him here and there. Um, just one of those guys that we all wanted to see win, I feel. Um, CDR Yamaha has a recipe for success. Aaron was the number two rider going into the season on that team. Unfortunately, Luke Clout broke his tib-fib. He's been out, and Aaron's rose to the occasion becoming the star of that program and um wow congrats Aaron what a what a what a ride um MX2 Nathan Crawford um Aaron's best pretty much best friend training partner um he went 1-1 on the day on his uh, MotorX factory KTM Nathan looks the part works hard coming back from a broken femur preseason and showed why he's been signed by the factory uh, Motor X team here and uh, KTM team here in Australia. He's had you know a bright future for a while, but I think a few missing pieces were that were uh, needed to be filled, and he's done it. He's done a great job of um, kind of taking all these key things that he needed and 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 putting them into place and winning the last uh, two overalls of the season as the first two races back. Look for him to be strong, carrying the momentum into the Oz Supercross Series in uh, 2022. That's coming up soon. But, um, yeah, a lot been going on, man. A lot That was cool. Lots happening. Next weekend, I went out to uh, – this was, with, was just this past weekend. I can't even talk, sorry. Was the Rocky Trail Entertainment Superflow. I went out and raised my, my intense cycles – Primer, who's also a sponsor of this podcast, the Intense Cycles, a great crew. Uh, Factory uh, Intense Racing had a great weekend at Worlds, and um, I had a great weekend as well on my bike. The, I ride the Intense Primer S, the 150 Travel, the 2021 model, and man, what a bike. Uh, it's just so fast, so fun. Olin's front and rear, coil, um, Magura brakes. It's things just an absolute weapon, and I was able to... Uh, Come away with the podium finish, and to be honest, I even lucked into that. I was flat as a pancake, burnt the candle at both ends from the Nusa Classic, Coolum, um, and then adding to that, um, the West Mount caught, and I should have just really probably not raced, but I couldn't resist racing one of my home uh, local trail net networks with a great racing series. If you're in Australia and you haven't raced a Rocky Trail entertainment event, whether it's the Superflow, an Endurance, 
or the or the academy races for kids, I recommend you do it. Um, it's an amazing event, amazing people. It's first class, great timing, live timing, um, and something for, a class for everyone. So, kudos to Rocky Trail. Um, West Mount Cotton turned it on, big crowd, and that kind of wrapped up this month for me. Uh, and two wheels. Um, yeah, it's been busy. I like to. I, I still love to be active. Still feel like I need to stay relevant. Um, I still need to ride. It keeps me keeps me sane. Um, but yeah, that that's me in a nutshell in the last month. And uh, we'll kind of go. You know, that remi- hope that reminds you that I can still do this. I can still uh, correlate my knowledge to what's happening globally and. Um, before we dive into AMA Pro Racing and lots to talk about with Hayden D and and Ryder D Francesco and the Battle of Tomac and uh, Chase Sexton, let's go back and talk about Wreckers the Checkers Season Two Episode One. Wow, the bikes have been unveiled: a Suzuki from Micmac, a Yamaha from my team, and yeah, I'm just we're just waiting for Sydney to get back from her honeymoon. Um, she's an, you know, it's a guy girl team this year and uh, we have Jenna and Dylan on the Suzuki and Nige and Sydney on the Yamaha and it's going to be good. It's uh, no budget builds. We got some, you know, big plans in the works. I think, you know, episode two is coming out this Thursday. It's going to be an amazing series. Um, it's just shaping up, man. We had a busy week in the workshop. They're still out there grinding, um, physically grinding some things and uh it, I, I can't i just love the way this team works the way that we are inspiring bike builders all across the world um so if you haven't checked out episode one get over to our youtube channel channel wreckers or uh, get over to our youtube channel at mx store um wreckers the checkers season one or season two episode two if you haven't seen season one go back and watch the old ones the archives um really great great platform and like I said, we brought on Muckoff and Motor X as key sponsors of this. Red Bull's behind it as well. A lot of fun. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of people are making this possible. Um, we're doing this, you know, no budget build, two bikes, and we have some plans for these bikes that we'll share as the series goes on. But uh, great times to say the least. Um, yeah. So diving back into um, the uh, AMA Pro Racing, we had the, the MX. The 250F lights class, that was really overshadowed, let's say, by Hayden Deegan making his pro debut. You had pro, the, you know, protest debacle that happened at Loretta's where someone claimed his bike, they didn't take the bike. You know all about that. It's been all over the media. But how was he going to do on the big show, Ironman race in Indiana? Well, he didn't do that good as far as tangible results. A lot of people were hating what I saw was I saw speed. I saw desire. I saw a tough young man that can take a hit, take a licking, and keep on racing. Um, how did he stack up? I saw potential. We want to see potential from a rookie. You want to see some speed. Allegedly, he didn't have a back break. He was running top top twelve. Top he's an eleventh. That's impressive. I don't think he have a reason to lie. And he's showing speed. There's other riders that just made that transition to pro class that are riding around twenty third. It's okay as a rookie to start up front and fade backwards or even have a crash, but you have to show the speed. Ryder DeFrancesco, he's done that. He's almost whole-shotted some motos. He's ran up front. He's had some crashes. 
but he's showing speed. He's showing what he can do. It's it's not that important as a rookie to be 30 plus 2 fit. If you can fade at 18 minutes or 20 minutes, it's not ideal, but you want to show the speed. You want to show you can do it. I think Deegan's got some more speed down court, but I just can't imagine the pressure. And then he, he, the pressure from the Deegan camp of all this, this you know, almost Emmett, uh, bigger than Michael Lessie, believe the hype shit. But then that's also deflected onto Ryder Francesco because that's a kid, you know, this whole, we'll race him when it's time, this cool thing that Pulpamex does. And we this, as this industry, we've watched these riders grow up and great kids, deserving of their marketing assets, absolute legends of humans, great families on either side, going about it completely different, sports in good hands. You know, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, I believe, is where riders going to land. Stars obviously got Deegan. Two teams that are up at the front. We just need Chance Hymas make that transition and get in there as well. He had a bad Loretta's, um, and, you know, we, he didn't make that pro debut. He did the combine and, and won at Indiana, so will he make that uh, pro debut? But um, at the last round in Paul, I'm not sure. I, I would look for him to, to come out swinging um, soon, if not uh, Supercross next year as he's the, uh, you know, Supercross Futures champion uh, ahead of Ryder. So it, it's a good fit there. But, yeah, um, you know what? DNF for, for Deegan, um, first move from Nasty Crash trying to jump that thing. He shouldn't have tried to jump it. We all know that. But he was trying something. And that's what rookies do. They try shit. Like, remember Jet Lawrence going over the bars? In the whoops, trying to win with versus Ferrandis at Anaheim 1. I'm not saying he's a Jet Lawrence, but I'm saying he wants to win and he'll do it at all costs. Or he wants to be better. Ryder D, rough weekend as well, but he's got speed, he's got technique. Look for these guys. They spend a lot of laps, laps around Paula to perform. Kudos to Jet Lawrence. He's so close to wrapping up that title. Joe Shimoda, Hunter Lawrence coming through in second and third. Man, they're... Uh, the sport's in good hands. Those guys are ripping. Moving on to the 450 class in AMA. Oh, what a day. Sexton came from t- outside the top 10 to, to passing Tomac to dropping him. And we're like, it's on. It's over. He's he popped Tomac again, and Tomac responds in a big way late. Runs his fastest lap, I think a 201, late in the moto. And gets after it. Just Just breaks to Sexton and Sexton was transparent and said I, I worked too hard early I spent too much energy early and I'm thinking dude that's rad you're transparent but do you have it enough to back it up you know second moto do you have enough do you have enough to get it back if you broke first moto can you get it back so that being said he uh, showed us um, second moto he broke Eli you know, he got away, he regrouped, he recovered, he used his, his team from nutrition to trainer to his mental game and was able to break Tomac, leaving us with minus minus one going to the final moto. What a, the stage is set. This is going to be absolutely incredible at Paula. And I'm putting my money on Chase Exton. He owned that track first round. Eli has to be sweating. He That was the worst round of the year with a fourth, I believe. So, man, this is going to be incredible. If Ken Roxon can get in between them because he did the first round, it's even better for Chase. So it's going to be important. This is going to be one of the biggest watched outdoor races we've seen to date in a long time. So thank you for to uh, Eli Tomac, Chase Saxon, for bringing it down to the last moto of the year. It's 
absolutely incredible. It's going to be one to watch, and yeah, it's 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 impressive, man. It's just impressive to see these these absolute animals take it to the wire in two different fashions. Eli Tomac is the animal, big power, big swings off the throttle, ram, just ram assing it into ruts. Then you have Chase Sexton, smooth as glass, making it just look easy as shit all the way through, and both equally efficient and effective um you know going on the top three distant third overall but awesome to see ap7 aaron plessinger back on the podium it's been a long year for him he needed that he's obviously a, an indiana boy he or he's ohio's his hometown home race but he or home state but he likes to claim this is a home race he did phenomenal but i was kind of gutted dunge is so close to getting that podium and it's not looking like he's going to be able to snag it as I don't see Paula being his home track. But it's just so hard when you have two guys like a a Sexton and a Tomac that run away. Then you got to deal with, you know, Kenny and AP, you know. And, and then Anderson, who's been just ripping. He fell first moto. But before I get off the 450 Pro motocross, I just want to say thank you to Dunn for coming back. You've made it, You've made a, you've made a statement. You, you're two motos away from making it a... A healthy season, which we all want you healthy after amazing pro career and um, and a return after five years. I just cannot believe it. You're just an absolute legend. I can't believe that you'd want to put yourself there. I understand mentally. I struggle a little bit with my place as well. I can't even compare my career, but I still like to go and have a race as I did last weekend. I still like to flex that that feeling. Um, and it's cool that he can do it and he can and not you know be in some type of strange mental health not be able to do what he loves so really cool good job ryan dungy let's hopefully you can get that podium in the last round and uh one of my guys i want to note on was jason anderson he's been so good this outdoor season just making such good putting the last couple races putting aggressive riding aggressive passes i mean unit uh, buds creek he was making incredible passes got on the podium again had a first term fall, like I said, in uh, at Ironman, but riding great, never, never leaving anything on the track, and that's all you could ask for from you know one of your riders if you're a sponsor. So yeah, it's a great. Uh, we're we got a lot of good stuff going. ISDE just took off today or yesterday. Um, it's going to be a long, you know, five more days. Uh, the Euros, I think, are going to be on top this year. Americans don't have that strong of a team. Australia's team is not bad, not great, but um, I look for the you know the the Euros to really dominate this six days. Um, uh, it, it's going to be a, a long uh, five more days, and things can change. But I look for the European teams to to come out on top. Um, in at the end of this six, uh, 2022 ISD six days, um, and yeah. Going back to intense cycles, man. Uh, world champs just ended. Dakota Norton seventh, and the boss man Aaron Gwynn of Intense Factory Racing finished eighth. Good finishes, man. This team's been a rebuilding process for the last couple of years. With AG taking it over, they're getting the bike figured out. They're doing a lot of data acquisition. I'm really stoked to be part of this Intense family with the regroup with the the two wheel group. You know, coming in supporting it. Ryan Dungey's an investor. Um, uh, they have some other investors from the moto community making a huge push 23 bikes are set to launch here soon the all new tracer is impeccable with 
you know, Seth Sherlock winning the under uh, the under 21s in the EWS. He's leading that group. You don't take a bike, the Tracer 279, and start winning EWSs, EWSs if it's not good. So if you'd like to know more about the Intense lineup, check out IntenseCycles.com or IntenseCycles.com.au. Um, and even you're in Europe listening to this podcast, it should redirect you. So Intense is a global company subsidiary in each in each country not distributed by a distributor so really exciting times for intense uh, factory racing intense cycles as a whole um i rode my intense sniper this morning i'm going to get ready for the hidden veil epic either the 60k or 100k don't quite know yet i'm probably leaning towards the 60k but knowing my dumb ass i'll go out and suffer and do the 100k five hours on the bike but yes end of the day special episode of the My Two Alive podcast, The Wreckers and Checkers, just happening last week. Check out episode one of season two to get up to speed because episode two of season two is launching Thursday. An absolute amazing series. Um, thanks to MotorX Muckoff for sponsoring this, getting it going, supporting it, getting us to elevate our workshop. It's going to be a great series. I hope you check it out. Go to the YouTube. Subscribe to MX Store's <clears throat> YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode of what the series could be. And, as, and likewise, go to my website, mytoolalife.com, to read, read the latest product and blog reviews. So until the next time, it's been a story of my two life. Thanks to all the sponsors that support this podcast and all, you, all of you that are listening. Remember, get comfortable being uncomfortable and have a good ride. <laughs>